Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today I have with me Paul Carmona. He is a coach for the Revel Race Series. Paul, you've been coaching for 15 years, and today we want to talk a little bit about marathon running. I mean, some of us have thought about running a marathon, and it seems overwhelming. Others maybe just have been running and maybe want to just, you know, taking it to the next level. So start out. What about beginners? What do you tell beginners about getting started? The number one thing for beginners as far as training for a half marathon or a marathon, right, or any distance uh, of common road races, which is 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, right, the most important thing is consistency. And that's where I think a lot of beginners, absolute beginners, feel most lost and and they need guidance from a coach or an experienced runner, someone like that, is how do I be consistent? Do I need to run every day? Do I need to run the same distance every day? Do I need to run the same route every day? And so on, those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. That's what I most commonly feel from beginners. And then I usually have, and of course, there's a number of mistakes beginners make, which is running too hard um, or not being consistent. You get opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum. And so the number one thing, um, since we, you asked about marathon training, is uh, consistency. Consistency over the right period of time to train your body to be able to cover the distance. That's really the most key, is consistency over time. Over 15 years, you've coached a lot of different types of people, different types of runners. Is this something that anyone can do? I mean, what? I mean, for some people, I mean, it seems overwhelming. I can do a 5K, maybe a 10K, half marathon, probably, but not so sure about a marathon. You know, that's a good question, too. And um, I have always believed that anyone can learn how to run, right? And we, we really don't learn how to run. We relearn how to run. Um, Obviously, you know, there are certain people who are born with, you know, some physical disability who are unable to walk or run, right? Accepting that, um, most of us, when we learn how to walk, we then learn how to run. And as children, you go out to a playground. I've I've raised three children, my wife and I, and I see in my children when they're three, four, five years old, they know how to run, right? They learn how to run. And then over time, as we spend years in school— we spend years sitting. We learn how to drive. We drive everywhere. We go to work. We have jobs. I have a desk job. I sit most of the day in meetings or at my desk, and we sit so much. And then our bodies, not our minds, but our bodies forget how to run. So we, we lose that ability. So I have adults who come to me and say, can you teach me how to run? And I say, no, I'm not going to teach you. I'm going to help you relearn how to run because you were born knowing how to run. So what do you say to encourage them? I say to them that running should never be viewed 
by anyone, especially someone who wants to run, right? You have people, that's the reason they're talking to me as a coach sure. is I want to run a race. I want to run whatever it is. As I tell them, look, running should never be viewed as anything but what it is, which is just running. It can't be an escape. It cannot be a way to exclusively way to lose weight. It can't be a way to break a bad habit. It has to be running for the sake of running, right? So, for example, we go someone who crochets or someone whose hobby is, is gardening or someone whose hobby is going to movies and, you know, watching all the new, latest releases. They're doing it for the pure enjoyment of what they're doing, right? They're not gardening to lose weight. They're not going to the movies to break a bad habit. So they're, you have to view running as a hobby uh, the same way. I think some runners take it a little too far and treat running as a lifestyle, right? I have to have this lifestyle. I have to be a runner. I have to be one of these people who wears headphones and has all these fancy GPS watches and buys all the latest clothes and shoes and things like that, and I have to become a runner. And I say, no, no, not at all. If you, if, if, if you want to do it, do it because it's something that you enjoy doing. And then the day that you stop enjoying running is the day you should stop, right? doesn't mean you'll never pick it up again. But you should not continue. If running becomes a chore and it's not something that brings you pleasure, then you should stop doing it. Right. So for that person who thinks, hey, I think this is something I can enjoy. I need a little extra incentive, something to work toward. This would be a good way to go. And how would they get started so that they can be successful? Right. The, the number one thing is to first determine your, your level, right? And it's hard for a non-runner to say, well, I'm a beginner or I'm an intermediate or I'm an advanced, right, to knowing where they are. Um, but I think the, it's, a, it's a true statement to say that most beginner runners are true beginners, right? They're novices, they're beginners, and what they need to do, what I would tell them is identify what your schedule can be and be realistic. Somebody says, I'm going to run every day. New Year's resolution, I'm going to run every day and lose 20 pounds, something like that. Okay, be realistic. Can you run? Do you have children? Do you have a full-time job? Do you have other obligations outside your work and your family? You know, what are your limitations and what time of day can you run and how far can you run? And be also be mindful of other limitations. Like I coach a lot of uh, young women in Austin, Texas, um, who have school or jobs and whatnot. And they say, well, I'd like to run in the mornings. Well, that's great, but it's not safe for you to run five o'clock in the morning by yourself, a young woman. You know, do you have someone you can run with? Do you have a group? Is it more realistic for you to try to do some of your morning runs on a treadmill? Or something along those lines. So you have to be realistic on a number of levels. And you say, okay, I can run two days a week, three days a week, four days a week, whatever it is. And then say, okay, let's just get you started to where you are comfortable running about 30 minutes. And if it takes us 10 weeks to get you there, we will get you there. Because I have coached people who are literally beginning and cannot run a mile. Like, I can't even run a mile. That's fine. We will get you there. What we're, Our goal is not so much distance, but we want to get you to where you're comfortably running essentially nonstop for 30 minutes, right? You're able to just go nice and easy. And again, dispelling the idea that you have to go run hard. You don't have to run hard. Sure, you're going to break a sweat because you're exerting effort, but you don't have to be out of breath. You don't have to be somebody who's doubled over, you know, gasping for breath or feeling nauseated because you're running too hard, right? Just nice and easy, relearning how to run, right? Which we did as children, naturally. And so you relearn how to run, and now your your goal is to get your endurance up, really your aerobic endurance up to where you can run nonstop for about 30 minutes. Once you've hit that ability to run for 30 minutes nonstop, it doesn't matter the speed, whether you're taking a 15-minute mile, a 10-minute mile, an 8-minute mile, however long it takes you, right, uh, to cover, say, about two to three miles without stopping, now you're ready to go to the next level, which is running a 5K, 
10K, half marathon, and marathon. And that's the typical progression most runners will go through. It's very rare that you take an absolute beginner runner and who says, I want to run a marathon. It does happen, and I've coached those people, but it's difficult to get someone uh, in, a, in a short amount of time from I'm a non-runner to I want to run a marathon. Again, it can happen. But it takes it takes it takes a number of months to get you there. Right. So you're you're saying start small with your goals. Yes. You know, if you've not done a lot of running, start with the five k. Right. And you're saying every day just add a little bit more. So if you can only run for ten minutes, run for ten minutes the next day. Try to run for eleven. Is that kind of your thinking? Yeah, it's similar to my the what I normally do. Someone who's just an absolute non-runner, I say we're going to take ten weeks or eleven weeks, however long it takes, to get you up to running nonstop for 30 minutes. That's the goal. We start off with walk, run, right? So I want you to go out and I want you to run for a minute and then walk for a minute and then run for a minute and then walk for a minute and just keep doing that. Let's see how that goes for the first week doing that maybe three days. And it seems boring and it seems like it doesn't make much sense. But the idea is if I try to get you to go out and run and you're a non-runner and I say run 10 minutes, after 10 minutes, you might be finished. You can't even walk home, right? So we want you to measure yourself. Can I run for a minute and then walk for a minute and run for a minute? After a week, okay, that's good. You did fine. Now let's do this. Let's go to run for three minutes and walk for one minute. Let's try that for two days and see how that goes. And if it works, and, and we're only going to do this for like 20 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes, because they're all different levels, right? And so we determine what's the proper distance for you to be exercising. Is it 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Our goal is not to get you out the door in a week to run 30 minutes. So then we gradually move up to where, okay, now you're running for five minutes and you're walking for one minute. And you're running for five minutes and you're walking for one minute. And what I will do is work that up to where the, I break the 30-minute the run into two halves, and whether that's running for fit for 12 and walking for three, right? That's 15 minutes. And then run another 12 minutes and then walk for three. Now we're getting you real close. And then when I get that person up to running 14 minutes and walking for one, and then running for 14 minutes and walking for one, it's magical. I say, they say, well, I, the furthest I've run is 14 minutes. I said, yes, but you've run 14 minutes and then walked a minute and then ran 14 more. You are ready to run 30 minutes without stopping. Some people, it takes them 10, 12 weeks to get there. Some people, three, four weeks to get there. But so my goal is to get them gradually up to from one, running one, or maybe some people start two or three minutes of running and then the the walking, is to get them up to running for 14, walking for one, running for 14, walking for one. And when you hit that, you are ready to run 30 minutes without stopping. Right. What is the worst thing someone can do? And I ask you this because I ran an entire year and I was just... I was good every day, you know, and if I missed a day, I might miss a day every once in a while. But then the winter came and I didn't Mm. want to run outside and I was kind of not consistent. And you mentioned consistency is key. So in the spring, I thought I could go out and run what I was running when I left off in the fall. And Mm -hmm. that just, I couldn't walk the next day. Sure. So is that what you would call the worst thing someone could do is just going too far or, or, you know, we don't, we want people to, to take something on and be successful. Yes. So. What's well, I think I think the worst thing anything any well, there are a number of bad things <laughs> there are we can do. A lot of things you can do. There are a number of worse <laughs> things, right? The worst worst thing for someone who's just beginning is just giving up too quickly. Giving up too easily because running is again, although it comes naturally and I think as humans it it's something that we our bodies are designed to do. 
that we have the ability, you know, we have enough energy stores in our bodies. Regardless of what our muscle development is, we have enough energy stores in our bodies to be able to move for many, many, many miles, whether that's walking or running or whatever it is. It's just giving up and saying, this just isn't for me. I really want to do this, but this is not comfortable yet. And giving up after a week or two weeks or three, right, is that you have you reach this point, and it's different for everyone I've coached, but you reach this point where running goes from, I'm not really liking this, and I'm kind of getting a little too tired, and it's starting to hurt my feet or my knees or whatever. And then there's this switch where suddenly a person says, you know, I was running yesterday, and I suddenly felt this freedom, and I wasn't out of breath, and nothing hurt, and I realized, hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying being outside, enjoying the sunshine, the wind was blowing, and I was having a great time. And I thought, you know, all of a sudden, I feel like a runner, right? And it's if you give up before you get there, um, then I think that's a terrible mistake. Right. The other, the other end of the spectrum is someone who just does too much too soon, and those are the folks who go buy a book, uh, like on marathon training, right? I want to run a marathon, and they read the book and they say, "Okay, it says I need to start out the first week running 35 miles a week, and my first long run is seven miles or eight miles." And they have no starting point, right? They don't have any base worked up. They're not there yet. And they, they're overambitious, and they might get 10 weeks, maybe 8 weeks, sometimes a little further into the training program, and then they become injured or burned out or they lack, they, they, they lack the real guidance from someone who's done it, like whether it's a coach or a fellow runner who says, hey, here's, here's how you need to treat this. Here's how you need to approach this. Sure. So it's the two ends of the spectrum, which is starting out, being hopeful, giving up too soon, or being overeager on the other end of the spectrum and just doing too much too soon. And, 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 and the worst thing is really getting injured, injuring yourself, which and I'm not talking about something that's going to cripple you or put you in the hospital. But, you know, when you get a running injury, and as most runners, I've, I've been running for a long time, will tell you at some point every runner gets some sort of running injury. I think the word injury is a little hard, and some people are fra- fearful of the word injury. They envision surgeons and things like that. But no, it's usually muscle tightness, tendon irritation, something like that. That rest is usually what will cure it. Right. So not running for a day or two or a week usually will cure it. All right. Let's spend the next five minutes talking about those people who have been running. Yes. But have not really approached a marathon. You got it. So you're getting people ready for the revel, which is in the fall, September. September the 14th, right, in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Big. if somebody was really planning to do that and they are a runner, how would they be, su- be successful between now and then? Uh, for someone who's already a runner, and, and I would – that, that – has a number of uh, connotations, right? Because some people are runners and they they consistently run 5Ks or 10Ks. And by the way, for some listeners who don't know, 5Ks, a 3.1-mile race and a 10Ks, 6.2-mile race. And then you get to the half marathon, which is 13.1, and then the marathon, which is 26.2 miles. So different levels of runners. Sure. But I'm assuming someone, from your question, is someone who's comfortable running at numbers of distances of maybe up above six or seven miles nonstop sure. and says, okay, I'm ready to take on the half marathon and the marathon. The number one thing there is to make sure, you, and it's not, although I'm a coach and I'm vested in coaching people and I actually love coaching people and I do it all remotely, uh, right? I'm coaching people from Florida to Washington State to California to New York, right? I'm coaching people all over the country. The number one thing that you need is not a coach, but you need to plan a number of weeks that are going to allow you to get there. For most people, including experienced runners, you need for a half marathon, you need about 12 weeks of training on your calendar. And for a marathon, you need 
depends on the experience level of the runner, but anywhere from 16 to 24 weeks to get ready. So I could take an experienced runner who walked in today and said, I'm good, I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable running 10Ks or whatever, and I can run X number of days per week. I'm ready to, to, to train for a marathon. I'd say, okay, you need 16 to 24 weeks to, to train you. And number two, if you're training for a half marathon, then you need about 12 to 16 weeks to get you ready for that half marathon distance. And then you just got to plan your calendar. And like anything else, we're describing the mistake that runners make starting out as doing too much too soon, is you have to gradually stair-step your mileage up to the appropriate distance. Beginners mis- make the mistake of running, I think, too too many miles and running too many what are called long runs, right? Because if, if you're training to run a marathon 26.2 miles, you don't need to go out and run 26.2 miles before the race. At most, you need to run 20 to 21 miles at least a couple of times. I think you can get away with it doing just once. But you don't start there. You're starting out, you know, 24, maybe 20 to 24 weeks out, you're starting at running six or seven miles. And gradually over time, you're working your way up in long run mileage to where your long run once per week is a, gets up to 20 or 21 miles. And then by the same token, your weekly mile is just going to start out maybe in the 20s. This is the total number of miles you run per week. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go over the tw- from the 20s to the upper 20s to the low 30s to the mid 30s to the upper 30s. And beginners will peak into the low 40s, mid 40s per week. Right. So that's a lot of miles. That you, is. You have to have a lot of time. Don't you it? do have to have a lot of time. But understand, too, that's including the beginners I coach. They get up to over 40 miles per week with two rest days per week, you know, Sunday and Wednesday. No running, or three rest days, I'm sorry, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. So you're only running four days a week. But on the weekends, you're running 18 miles, right? Right. And then on Monday, you might be running seven. And then on Tuesday, you might be running eight. Well, that right there is almost 30, is 18, let's see, seven, eight, 15, and 18. That's 30, 33 miles right there. Right. And so another another eight miler, seven or eight miler, and you're up over 40 miles. So you're getting your mileages up over time. This doesn't happen in week one. This happens many weeks down the road. And so your typical training plan, whether it's half marathon or marathon, is going to stair step up for three weeks and then down for a week. So you climb and then you come down in miles and then you climb again and then you come down in miles. So you think about a stair step type pattern where you're going up then you come down and then up and you come down over time. Paul, I feel like we've just skimmed the surface. Mm-hmm. If people wanted to find out more, find out about more, more about you or Revel, how would they do that? The Revel website is runrevel.com. And so that the Revel race series, based from here in the Salt Lake area, Salt Lake City area, there are actually eight races in this series. There's the Big Cottonwood Marathon and Half Marathon in September. The next one coming up is in Colorado, in Denver. Um, and then there's one in, uh, let's see, Portland, Oregon in June, and then one in Chilliwack, Canada in August, then Big Cottonwood in September. And then uh, one in Tucson, Arizona in November, another one in California in November. And the first one of the year is, is Revel Coolio, which is in Hawaii. And I ran that one this year. Wow. And then Revel Mount Charleston, which is in Las Vegas next year is in the first weekend in, in April. So there are eight races in the series. And uh, I've, been, I've run all of them, except for the, the newest one, which is coming up in August in Canada. Uh, so you can go to runrevel.com and see about all the Revel series. But, of course, the one here is the big Cottonwood Marathon coming up in September. If you want to contact me about coaching, and I, I have, a, uh, by the way, a Facebook Live presentation every week on Terrific. Wednesday. I'm doing one tomorrow night. I'm flying home to Austin, Texas, wow. and I'll be, I'll be doing one of those Facebook Lives on the Revel 
Facebook page, which is it's the Revel Race series on Facebook, and I do a Facebook Live presentation every Wednesday night at seven o'clock Central Paul Time. Paul Carmonov, and we can find you on Facebook. It's Revel Revel Race series. Okay. And then okay. if you want to email me personally, and I encourage people to do this all the time on Facebook, on you name it, is uh, it's Coach at runrevel dot com. Literally, the word Coach at Run, R-U-N, Revel, and I'm saying the word R-E-V, as in victory, R-E-V-E-L dot com. You can send me an email and I can answer any questions at all about training. Now, the Revel Race Series has the Revel online coaching program, and that is what I coach. I do all the online coaching for Revel, half marathon and marathon. So people sign up for the race and they say, okay, I'm ready to run this half marathon or I'm ready to run this marathon down the Big Cottonwood Canyon how do I train for it? Well, they can go to the online coaching page and they can sign up for coaching with with me at, at the runrevel.com. Great. Thank you so much. Maria, I appreciate it. I enjoyed being here. I've enjoyed having you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.